Welcome to the next episode of Thoughts of the Round Table. My name is Paul Laux, and I'm sitting here with Matt Rebar, also known as Thoughts. We're going to have some guests, but none of our friends like to do anything. Yeah, so guests canceled. Move over, <laughs> guests. And you know what? Instead of guests, you get more Paul and Matt. How about that? There you go. Just so more of us. You know, back to the regular shtick. But... All right, so you said you had a big week. You know, I did. I just did. I'm so excited for um, I got to MC and DJ at Beachwood Mall today. The Beachwood Mall. Mall de Beachwood. What's the difference between MCing and DJing? I well, it's like MCing is like, hi, I'm at Rebar. And DJing is like, spinning the tracks, making the tracks happen. So when you're an MC, do you do both? Well, I say MC and DJ. That way. Oh, you're both. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Slash talent. Okay. <laughs> Slash personality. Are you one of those people who makes your business cards and says E-M-C-E-E? Like the M-C? Well, what's great about that that gig today is that um, I basically was just told, hey, can you be here at this time? And I'm like, yeah. Like, I, I'm not businessy at all. Yeah. Like, I'm very, I'm too creative. Hashtag too creative. Didn't you used to DJ weddings? Oh, I still do. It's just not wedding season. Do you like doing that? Yeah, you know what? I'm more low-key, though, so sometimes it's hard when you have a couple who's like, if I don't get every song in this order, and bo-, like then it's like... I'm not going to lie. Like we had a For my wedding, we had a must-playlist. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't know if they even hit the song, all the songs, <laughs> nor do I really care. That was the drunkest I've ever been. I, don't, I didn't care at all. Yeah. Well, I didn't and notice. You're dealing with a lot of drunks. Today's event, you know, it's family-friendly, sober, so... The worst thing that happened is when a song... That you know has a swear word and you think it's a clean version, and all of a sudden, like, shit gets blasted across the whole mall. You're like, Fuck. it got blasted across the entire mall. Well, yeah, because we're in the middle of the mall. Oh, so, well, like, I thought you were like on the PA, like, so... on the PA system. Someone's like, you know, in the H and M in the changing rooms. All of a sudden, Whoa, hey, uh, you look really good right now. How often did that happen? Um, well, so basically, the Beachwood Mall. If you've never been, let me explain it, explain it to you. It's kind of shaped like a ninja star. So there's a center point, and then there's like kind of like legs yeah. that kind of like curve off of it. So we're in the center point, and like with two sound systems, just mm-hmm. like like having a good time. So I'm sure a lot of people heard me. So apparently rave reviews. Everyone's like, you did great, high energy, funny, so that's good. But I'm sure there's a couple people who are like... In one of the last surviving malls in America. Yeah. <laughs> I DJ and an MC at the well, last have, mall in America. I have a friend who legit... Um, what he does is he will get permission to visit abandoned malls and stuff really? and just take pictures. Yeah. Oh, but that's so fascinating. He didn't get permission one time and was like arrested within like 20 minutes. So Within 20 minutes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, people call on you. They'll oh, line up. Oh, my God. They have like systems and stuff. They have like security systems and stuff too. Yeah. But now he'll actually get like in cell photos of abandoned malls and it's actually kind of sad. Yeah. At the same time. Can you imagine that phone call, though? Hi, I just want to come into your abandoned property. And first of all, who do you contact? It's abandoned. The owner. you got to get a, find the owner. Who oh, so there's it. still an owner. Okay, for yeah, some Yeah, I mean, there's still an owner of the, of the place. Just <laughs> Can because you imagine, it's abandoned. Like, you're, like, at a networking, and they're like, I own Dillard's. I own this wine company. And someone's like, I own the abandoned mall over on I-71. Honestly, I'd, I'd rather <laughs> own that. What would you yeah. do with your abandoned mall? If you, if you owned an abandoned mall, what would you do? I honestly think I'd let it just get more abandoned for science. Like, see how long it takes nature to just totally like, take over. The make thing. it a Chernobyl kind of thing, minus yeah. the nuclear. And see how long it takes, like, mm. see all the escalators growing, grass and everything. Ooh. See how long it takes to just completely... Either that or reopen the mall just like that. Like, put stores in there, but don't. they're not allowed to touch anything. Like, everything's just beat up like that. Or what if you turned, like, the main walkway into, like, a track... 
and then you have the plants like naturally growing, and then you smell you sell like smoothies. Like, and, there's only one smoothie store in the internet. Oh, my God, I'm so tired. And it's with some old woman who's like, the end of the world's coming! By the way, there's a cherry smoothie for two fifty. <laughs> All right, moving uh, what, on. Well, what about you? How's the dishwasher? Oh, yeah. That's what... <laughs> that's my life now. You know, I get happy about getting a dishwasher. Well, they don't make... I mean, it's... It is what it is. See, this is why the content's good, because you're, you know, old and married, and you have a house. 28... I had to think about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know either. I was like, 20. It's like, I'm and 29. I'm young, single, out at the clubs, you know. We're going to a club after this. Not really a club. We are Courtney's in Lakewood is not a club. It is a dive bar with karaoke. But it's fun. But it's fun. I was at Twist the other day. Wait, what? Why? I don't know. My friend wanted me to go, so I went. It was on Thursday. First of all, I feel... Like it's a hate crime that you didn't invite me and you went, <laughs> ironically. And then we, we went to Twist and then we went to the Monsters game, a hockey game. It was actually pretty fun. Oh, yeah. I was in a hockey game with uh, my friend Monica and uh, we were sitting next to each other and the Kiss Cam came on, which oh, I knew yeah. it was. You know, I'm kind of psychic. I know where this is going. You know how I'm psychic? Yes. Yeah. So I literally, they're like, it's time for the Kiss Cam. And you're like, well, I'm going to have to kiss her. And I'm like, it's going to go on me and Monica, right? Because we're sitting next to each other. We Is there like anybody around you? Because they always zoom on the people who are like, there's not really yeah. many people. Oh, we were, it was like, you know, the spotlight was on us, right? So, of course, I had this thought. It happens. So we they just put like, it on you? Yeah. And so we did as good actors and actresses do. And we, like, pretended to, like, really just go at it. And the whole stadium was like, "Well, you actually like kissed her now?" Oh my god, we were making out and like lovey dovey, and the whole stadium, you know, ah, you know, like oh, straight shenanigans in section two twenty. <laughs> and the best part was, so my friend Monica, aka who I kissed, she goes to work the next day, and a couple people were like, "Oh, I was at the Monsters game, and I saw you and your husband on the kiss cam." And my husband, Monica, they went right to husband. They went right to husband. Um, how hashtag old-fashioned of them, because we could have been in a triad for all they knew. I know. And, um, or we could have, you know, just been dating. I, yeah, we could, <laughs> yeah, we could have been friends. We could have been sister and brother. Well, okay, that would have been weird. But, um, no. That happened to one of my friends once. Really? She got put on the kiss cam with her brother. And did they do it? Or no, like, oh. absolutely not. Like a peck on the cheek? Like a... No. Like a, they, they waved off like, eh. It's my favorite type of kiss is a peck. <laughs> but anyways, so what they went, what happened at work? He said... Oh, yeah, so that's what happened. They were like, yeah, we saw you and your husband. What did she say? My friend was like, you know, either she said, yeah. Like, I think she said, yeah, because she like likes when we're called a couple. Like, she finds it hilarious, and I do too, because uh, it happens all the time. Like, the amount of times we're somewhere, and the, the waiter's like, may I get you the check? And I'm like, um, it's two. <laughs> <laughs> you may probably walked away like, man, check. that date effed up. Like, that was a... He was, was like, oh, yikes, it's Dutch. <laughs> but, um, oh my gosh, have you been to an Indians game yet, though? Yes, I have. Because I know you are the biggest Indians fan I know. Yes, I have been to, I've been to two. Dos? Dos games. Dos equis? Mm-hmm. I went to two games against the Braves. Oh. And let me just note this, because this podcast might not come out for a while. The Indians have only been playing for a month, so two games in a month's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Probably, that's probably above average. It was pretty cold. But man, I'm dry. I'm what's going on? I'm tired today. You tired? Woo! You sleeping? Yes. I need some excitement in my life. Oh, and one more thing before we get into the the real meat of the show. I found out that someone listens, and I was shocked to find out that they listened. And are you ready for this? Wait, are you shocked by the person or the fact that you listen? I'm shocked that people are listening, but then I'm also shocked that this person was like, "Hey, I listened." Who is it? My mom. 
Your mom was My mom. She's like... My so, mom doesn't even know I do this. <laughs> Paul's like, if I show my mom this, I'm not getting the inheritance. <laughs> if you could have one person listen to the show, like a famous person, who would you want to listen? Someone that owns a podcast label and would be like, I'll sign you to my podcast. Like a big, like a big time yeah, podcast. Howard Stern. Does yeah. he have a podcast? No, but it's, oh, he could okay. do for well, yeah, he would, how, well, I don't know. Put us on Sirius or whatever. Yeah, he'd be like, mm, channel 179 billion on Sirius is the... Paul and Matt hour. I'm going in a totally different direction. Yeah. Well, wait, let me finish the story. Oh. So, I know, right? I still was going to so say So, my mom was like, I listened to the podcast. And I was like, oh. Like, oh. Like, my whole voice was like, oh. Did you just, like, crap yourself, too, a little bit? Like, well, blood clench? Like, oh, no. I don't know how you feel about this podcast, Paul, but to me, this is just a loose not stream good. of consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To be fair, I think it's it's not bad, right? But, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't say this is, like, award-winning Emmy performance. No. It's it's we're really not like, change in the world here. Yeah, it's a loose stream of consciousness. It's literally just us just speaking, right? Right, right. So I'm like, oh god, like what have I said on this podcast? Like, and I don't think I've said anything too bad. But my mom goes, I just have one question, and I was like, oh, oh no. no, oh, let me guess, no. it's about me. No, no, no. Oh, okay, but like you know, I mean, originally you you know, mom's listening. Your mom has one question. What is that question? Right. Like she's listening. How did she pres- How did she ask you? Like I have a question. Was she like I got one? Qu-. Was like how was that phrase? Because it that's was important. like. So I was listening to you and Paul's podcast, or Paul and you's, or what, whatever the grim. She's very grammarly. So whatever the grammarly way to say it, because yeah. it's like you and you and Paul, you, your podcast with Paul, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, oh. And she was like, so I do, you know what, one question came to mind. And I was like, oh, here we go. Like, what is it? Is it, you know, dang, I hate Paul. Is it like, did you have Which I wouldn't blame her. Yeah, right. I mean, hey, whatever. Is it like, are you and Paul exes? Like, what is the question, right? (laughs) And she goes, how's Allie doing? Because we have (laughs) Allie on the show. That was the question? (laughs) And literally, I had sweat that was like about to go right between the butt cheeks. You know, that kind of sweat. (laughs) It like diverged path. I was like, "Oh, Allie's great." <laughs> that was it. That was the only. I was like, "She's doing great." You know, she's, you know, making. She's a bartender part time, and she has, you know, she and Sarah, a beautiful couple, beautiful house. Like, I was so relieved that, like, I was like, "What will the question be?" How did it feel like forever for her to ask the question? To I mean, probably in the moment, yeah. But then you know, you know, the sweat divulged, diverged. I can't believe that of everything was her question. I know she was on one episode. Well, she said it's good. She's like, I think it's really good. She's like, I'm in the car driving, and it makes me think. Like, I feel like I'm part of the conversation, but I'm not there. And I'm like, can you re? Like, can I record you saying that again as a part of our trailer? And then we're gonna open every (laughs) single episode with it. It's like our jingle, like. I feel like I'm part of the conversation, except I'm not talking. <laughs> Thoughts of the round table. All right, do you want to get to your advice? Or do you want to... Ooh, what do you want to do? Well, we normally do news first. You want to do news first? I got some news. You know what? Hit me with that news. All right. So, I don't know. This kind of, I, was, I go to weird news sites. I love mm. doing those. And I came across one that kind of makes me feel sad at oh. the same time. Because there was a uh, fire department for a smaller town, mm-hmm. right? But they had one of those boards out in front where you like put stick the letters, and you know how like fast food. Yes, very old like, school. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And they had an ad for fire fire firefighter recruitment mm-hmm. on it, but all it said was low pay, cool helmets. <laughs> so my That's question it. is, who? I wonder who like got in trouble for that. Like, who put that up? Was it like some of the newbies? Was it like veteran I firefighters? Think 
We've been here for know. 40 I, years. I think it was just the the what I think of is that someone put up that put that up there thinking you know people get a chuckle a lot of it, but mm-hmm. I mean, it just you, kind of flops. I mean, you have to admire those three firefighters or, in that small town fire department. <laughs> or maybe, what if it's a jab at, like, taxpayers for, like, shooting down, Ooh, like, a levy? Maybe. Or maybe they, I mean, it could just be like they were, I mean, hashtag capitalism, <laughs> everyone's, like, underpaid, right? Right. So maybe they were like, you know what, we're just going to, like, talk make, how cool the helmets are. Well, our, isn't, that's all public information. You can look up what firefighters make. So it's you know, not like, yeah. maybe they're trying to, like, people, they assume people know what they get paid. And like, yeah. eh, I mean, it could be job marketing, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I'd still apply for it to be honest with you. You'd be, you'd be a good firefighter. Oh no, I'd be a terrible firefighter. You'd be the guy. I'm afraid of heights. You, I can't climb. Well, you'd be the like guy that. who's like by the truck, like ondele, ondele. No, I want to be the one on the back, like spraying, oh. like the, with a huge. Or have you seen the 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 bigger trucks are so big they have a dude sitting on the back driving. The, oh, the ass end. I like that. He drives the ass end. That'd be like, fun. That'd be me. No, I can't. I can't climb ladders. <laughs> Paul's like, I would drive the ass end because I am an ass's end. <laughs> One of my buddies was training to be a firefighter, and he had th- their test is pretty rigorous. Really, which, like a hundred push-ups and like running. I mile. mean, like it's like an obstacle course. Oh, that'd be but fun. one of their uh, the last thing they have to do is pick up this dummy that's supposed to be dead weight because mm-hmm. it's a dummy, and it's hundred eighty some pounds, and they have to oh. they have to carry it like a hundred fifty. Not maybe not, like fifty, 50 yards. Feet? Oh, 50, 50 yards. yards. Like way. Quite a ways. Oh, child. That's half so, a football field right and there. And so I weigh... Right? It's 50 yards, half yeah. football. Okay. Oh, I'm and so, so smart. I weigh like 187. Like close. Do you? Yeah, about well, uh, maybe 190 now. Yeah. Do you? I really do. Okay. What, you don't believe me? I just don't want you to lie on this podcast. My mom listens. I do not. <laughs> so anyways, but he goes, I need you to just go dead weight for a second. I need to train on carrying like just dead weight. I'm like, really? So in like my backyard... Over here, mm-hmm. we'd like measure out like fifty feet, like down the street, and he like just picked up my limp body and like just carried me like you? to see no like to see like to train for that. Oh, okay. Because where you how are you gonna get a hundred eighty pound dummy to practice? On? I just had this vision of you being rolled, <laughs> not even dragged. Just not rolled. that fat. And he's so like, he's like, yeah. I literally just had to go limp, and he had to like carry me fifty yards. And I can only imagine what the neighbors. For like, some reason, I just have a sitcom called The Gay Fireman, who's like, like. Stop that fire, boy! Why, why are you imitating a gun? Since when do firefighters have a gun? I do have a gun. I've turned my hands into a gun. Stop that fire, boy! Last time I checked, firefighters aren't weaponized. <laughs> like you know, you raise a, a high, you know, a high unless heel. it's like a squirt gun, <laughs> like a high heel through the window. Hi-ya! Oh man! All right, moving on. Moving on. Back on track. A pizza restaurant closed because employees had a lot of fun putting laxative in, laxatives in the pizza. Yes, I saw this. Why? I don't know, but the, th- the only thing I could think about, and maybe it's because I'm, like, getting old or whatever, mm-hmm. but, man, you, for fucking with people's food, you can get a ton of jail time. Like they Yeah, because that's assault, they, right? No, like, it's not, it's like a felony to mess with food like tamper with food like that like it is wait so what's the felony called though Siri, I don't know I don't know exactly but you remember a couple months ago can you imagine being in like Judge Judy and she's like you're charged with tampering pizza which is a felony we n- <laughs> because you put pineapple on it a couple months it. <laughs> ago when that guy he was working for like DoorDash or something like that and he was delivering salsa, and he dipped his nuts in the salsa and, gave, and like, gave it to the person. <gasps> I do remember Like, and he that. took a video. Well, I, would, I don't know. But he took a video himself and then posted it online. Mm-hmm. That dude got, like, three felonies for that. For but just, what was the felony? It was, like, a 
it was assault or something like that, but like <laughs> assault like, with a deadly salsa. But no, it's like <laughs> okay, that's not that balsa, funny. balsa. <laughs> but like, sir, no. you're accused of making this salsa too spicy. But no, with those like spicy nuts. Tampering with with food is like serious. I just want to know what it's called. You know, what? I'm gonna Google this because this is gonna annoy me the rest of the, of the episode. Uh, well, I'm gonna move on yeah, to no, you while you're that. looking that up. Oh, uh, so I gotta end with the Florida man story, okay? Mm-hmm. So there was a uh, Little League concession stand down there. By the way, I think it's just called tampering. So is it really? Yeah, that's all. That's really coming up. So so okay. Do you got? Ti- do you okay. got? What is it? Wait, like, let family? me let me focus in. I'm focusing. So we're we're in Florida. You said we're in Florida. All right. Okay. And I'm there. There's I a Little League concession stand. They're not raising okay. money for teams. Or okay. Whatever. Some Twizzlers. Some uh, maybe some yeah. cheap popcorn. So all of a sudden, naked man comes up to the counter. Oh, totally naked. That's not where it ends, though. He robs them. <gasps> oh. With what? Just told them, to, told them to give him money, and they did. It's a naked dude runs up to you in Florida. You give him the money. But did he have a gun or, like, a no. knife? No, he was naked. He was, had nothing. Okay, you know what? I'm not even mad at him. I'm mad at the concession stand. Like, who? Like, a guy just comes up and give me your money, and you're that afraid? Hey, man, they eat each other's faces in Florida. I'm just saying. Like, I'd be like, Eleanor, we have to talk about last Eleanor. week. Eleanor. And that, well, I'm just imagining Eleanor was the one at the concession stand. Oh, okay. Like, Eleanor, we have to talk about last week. And Eleanor's like, oh, what, what do you mean? And they're like, um, you couldn't a even, naked guy walked up. You could say, you couldn't money. even have nut tapped him. That would have brought us to his knees. <laughs> could you imagine just some old lady at the concession stand, like, oh, we have two for one on airheads? Which, by the, by the way, two for one on airheads is not a good deal. So no. Eleanor's scamming you. But, like, can you imagine? And he's just naked. And he comes up and demands money, and she gives it to him. I'm upset. You know what? Like I said, I probably would too. I don't want to deal with any naked people like that. They I, got a bag. I would just laugh in his face. Now, how much can he carry? He doesn't have pockets. I mean, it doesn't sound like he had a weapon. Unless he... Well, oh, <laughs> maybe. Well, I didn't want to say baby's arm. My mom me. listens, first of all. No. <laughs> Anytime we say anything gross, and be like, um, my mom listens. My mom doesn't even know how to start a podcast, so I'm... Paul's mom would be like, what's this doing? She's not 90. <laughs> Every voice I try to do that's like over 50, it comes out like Sean Connery. <laughs> oh. Three. All right, go ahead. Okay, You're dad advice to. with Matt. Okay, first up, uh, this is off askmanager.org. Interviewer asked me how much I wanted the job on a scale of 1 to 10. So apparently at the end of the interview that this lady had for a job, the guy goes, one last question. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you want this job? So she's like, oh, yikers. And she said 8, but she's not sure that she, she was convincing and she's like, um, is that a good question? And Allison's like, that is a terrible question. She says that uh, basically they're trying to see how committed someone is to the job, but like, you know, using the numbers is kind of weird. And she said, um, if this interviewer would, would, if this interviewer is going to be your boss, I'd be weary. So, ooh, it's like a little bit of a flag. It's not a bad, I, a bad thing to say with the red flag. I mean, but like, think about it. Also, like, eight isn't that bad. Come on, I feel like that's. Like, I've been in job interviews where, like, I get offered it on the spot, right? I've never had that happen. Oh, gosh, ever. it happens to me too often. Seriously? Yeah. I've never been to a job interview that, or gotten a job that didn't have, like, three interviews. Really? See, so, I've been I've been offered can I? maybe three or four on the spot. And most of the time, I think only there was one time, so I was, okay, so I, you know, like, what I hate is when a job is posted and it's like, Ooh, event planner, and then you go and you find out that you're like you're selling, selling phones. <laughs> you're, or something selling, like that. you're selling detergent at Costco, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, that's not an event. Um, so there was basically 
um, I, I thought it was doing like data research, and it turned out I would be this job. Mm-hmm. It'd be passing out surveys at Home Depot. And I was like, that's not really data, like, that's data Techn- collection. I mean, technically it is. I mean, it's, it's data collection, sure. not really data research. But then on top of that, you get paid for how many surveys you get filled out. Like, that's part of the pay scale. I'm like, this is ridiculous. No one fills that shit so, out. So, obviously, I nailed the interview. I mean, you just look at me, I'm bubbly, I talk well, people are like, oh, like, so we love him, right? So he's like, he's, such a dick. he's like, we would love to just have you come in on Saturday to do training. And I was like, you know what? I'll get back to you. Thanks so much. And I walked out, and I never never called no, him again. Called him again. I, like by uh, like they were they were like you're basically they were like you're hired, so we'll see you Saturday for training. And I was like, I'll let you know about that. And my uh, and then I didn't let them know. My wife one time was uh, interviewed for it was a marketing. They said it was like a marketing job, uh-huh. and so like, well, let's take or want to take you to one of our distribution centers where you'd be doing your work. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay. They took her to Walmart. She'd really? be passing out things at Walmart. Jesus. And it's like, uh, well, see, oh. like my thing is be transparent. Like there, there are some people who are like, you know what? I, I wouldn't mind just passing out surveys or whatever at Home Depot, like easy yeah. money. You know, High you schoolers. Just, you sit yeah, there. Right. Yeah. But like, don't call it like, oh, we need a vice, a vice director of, um, event materials listing. Like, no, if that's not say the what job, it is. Say what it is. Also, I was in an interview once. You ever, have you ever done a group interview? Oh my! I God. literally had to. I was sitting across the table for someone who we were interviewing for the same job, and they asked us the same question. We went back and forth on the questions. Like we were going for the same job. I'm like, this is literally the worst thing I've like, ever done in my life. Even if there was, let's say they're like, okay, the local pool needs five lifeguards, and they want to interview like two or three people at once, which I, I it's still stupid, right? Yeah. Okay, maybe you can get away with that. It's still stupid. But, like, when you got one position and you got people, like, against each other, it's like Battle Royale for the job. It's just, I feel like it's just immoral almost, you know? Yeah. I like that, immoral. Uh, meanwhile, on Dear Abby, affair that led to a long marriage remains a secret. So uh, this uh, writer says, many years ago I had an affair with a married man. Eventually we married and we were together, but... No one knows that we had an affair for five years. It's not an affair anymore. It's just a straight-up relationship. Yeah, well, they cheated for five years with each other and then dated and then got married. Okay. And apparently she's like, well, I have these love letters and poems that I would love to um, share with my kids and like I might give insight into divorce and marriage. And Abby's like, listen, sweetie. <laughs> well, no, Abby's so sassy. This she's some like, white listen, trash sweaty. Nonsense. She's like, listen, sweaty. No, you guys have a good marriage. No questions have been raised. There's nothing positive about disclosing that information after your death. Because like, she basically wants to be like, by the way, I cheated for five uh, years on uh, your dad before we got divorced. Here's some love letters I sent. Why would to you my... throw your kids that? Like, just, that's just dumb. dumb. Yeah, I mean, what are the letters gonna say? Like, I mean, it's probably. A what are you gonna get from that? There's nothing you can even get from that. It's just because then you gotta explain to him what that means and why you did it. Just it just sounds like a really bad Lifetime original movie plot. My mom's dead. Poetry. It sounds like someone's trying to set up a murder. <laughs> Agatha Christie. <laughs> I mean, seriously though. I just, you know what? Here's my thing. You have an affair. It leads to a beautiful marriage. Okay, it worked out. You know, crisscross, right? Don't give your kids poetry that you wrote to your new their new stepdad. I wouldn't never give my dad. I would never give my kids anything I wrote my wife anyway, ever. I I just I am a. Would you? Would you give like your kids something you wrote like your lover or 
Your husband. I mean, these days, like I don't know. Like if it was 1930 and it was like, dear Marjorie, I'm on the front lines and back. I know, writing from a ditch. Like, like, okay, cool. Like, thanks, you know, great grandpa. But like these days, what are you writing in a freaking poem that you're like? I'm just gonna. My kid needs to see. I'll just forward my kids all the emails. (laughs) She's like, you know what I'm gonna do with these old poems? I'm gonna dip them. You know, like how you can like use tea and put them in the oven or whatever, and you can create like old parchment. She she literally wants to learn these love letters, like like an arts and crafts project. Okay, so this one's pretty short, but basically this guy's like, my wife complicates simple tasks. So he's like, listen, my wife can't do anything, and she makes. I know, right? And she makes she complicates things that are simple. I don't even want to go into detail because I think this guy already off the bat sounds terrible. Like. This is probably the guy that the other lady got divorced with. Probably, all these yeah. poems. The, it back. all goes full circle. She's like, she's like, okay, yeah, maybe it takes me ten minutes to turn on a, a washer, but like, I'm at least I'm doing it. So Carolyn says, like, that is who your wife is. Leave her alone. Like, leave Brittany alone. And I agree with her. <laughs> I mean, that's really at the end of the day. If you're married to someone who, oh, they complicate simple things. You knew that. Yeah, I was. That's what I was gonna say. Like, you knew this going in, unless you got married, you know, a month after you started. You know, going out. I mean, there's some people who are sending freaking poetry to their kids, like from an affair. Like, I think someone making things complicated by accident is not a big. There's some messed up relationships out there, man. And if it bugs you, then I mean, it shouldn't. If you love someone, let them take ten minutes to make the coffee. If you love them, let them go. (laughs) It's like like a song. If you love them, let them take forever to. Isn't that a song though? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It sounds like a song. So, Paul, what are you looking forward to? What's, like, on your uh, to-dos? Well, we're going to go to a dive bar now, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Paul, karaoke. Going out. I'm coming. I think one of my favorite things about karaoke, especially this place, is the array of people and songs. Oh, this is the kind of... So, so, you know, there's all sorts of karaoke bars. You got, like, yeah. the drunk girl karaoke bar. You got, like, you know, the gays karaoke bar. This karaoke bar is like the alternative. It's the melting emo. pot. It's no, the, it's no. I wouldn't say that. The real melting pot is Tina's. Have you ever been to Tina's? Uh, no. Tina's is in Ohio City, and it changes. <laughs> it literally takes on like one day you'll walk in and it's like a biker bar, and then the next day it's like country Kentucky bar. The next day it's a gay bar. The next day it's like women only bar. The ne- like it literally the chameleon of bars. It is the chameleon of karaoke bars. I think Corky's. To be fair, it's the alternative emo place. Because every time I walk in, I swear I hear that, uh, Bring me back to life! What's that ever- Evervescent song? Evervescent? <laughs> you know, that's what it's like, Wake me up. Wake me up. Oh, that. I, I swear I hear that. On like the, the only song people know from Evanescence. It's that, and it's... Or like, Evanescence. Evanescence. I think I said Evervescent. <laughs> um, but no, I'm excited. What's your song tonight? Did you pick? Yeah, I actually did. Um, I want to break free from Queen. That'll be good. Oh, okay, that's a good. One. I think I want to do uh, "Heaven Is a Place on Earth" by Belinda Carlisle. Why don't we do some Kenny Chesney tonight? That'd oh, be good. or what about "Careless Whisper" by George Michael? All right, but it's I mean it's George more a, Michael. It's more of a sax song. That's not really a. Just bring your sax. Yeah, I mean, I the one time I did "Hotel California" and I was like, "You will listen to me for six minutes." I've honestly never sang karaoke. Really? I've been to karaoke a million times, but I don't ever have. Gonna. Well, we better wrap this podcast up because Paul needs to practice, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see you next week. Later.